like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are here with Movie Club Week 1 of December 2021. Uh, Mint in... No, that's the wrong thing. It's uh, Through the Crafts is what I was trying to say. I was all the way there. I was going along with it, though. I was like, yeah, Mint in Box. (laughs) I was like, I knew I had the date right, and I was like, I got this. And then, nope, uh, messed up. Um, I mean, in some ways, it is still Mint in Box, because one of the requirements is whoever's picking the movie for the week has to have never seen it or at least not seen it in a long time. This case, Corey picked werewolves within from this year. Um, and she's never seen it. I happen to have gone out of my way to see this earlier this year. Hmm. Uh, but I did rewatch it for this episode. Um, but through, through the cracks, it's the end of the year. And we like to try to catch movies from the year before we get to the next year, because there's movies that we wanted to see and missed for some reason. Uh, this year, like last year, a lot of the movies we might have missed because of COVID in some relation, maybe it didn't play near us or we just didn't feel safe at the time it, it was released to go to the theater. Um, whatever reason, uh, we are here this episode to catch up with that. But before we get into our movie of the week, Corey and I like to catch up with how things have been and what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. So, Corey, how you doing? <sighs> Always, because we record on Fridays, usually. I'm just very excited for the weekend. This Wait. week went by real fast for me. I don't Did know it? about you. Yeah, like no. it, every time I turned around, it was like, "Wait, another day is already on." Like I have so much I need to do, and it just feels like I don't have enough time. Oh, I agree with all that, but it still somehow moves in slow mo. Like ah. I hate that, but yeah, it's fine. Like we had, um, you know, after last year, especially. There's been a real big push for everything to be like digital, right? Because like we never know if we have to go online again all of a sudden, mm. especially with like the Omnicron, whatever it is, the Omnicron or whatever it is called. Um, the the Book of the Dead, I guess, has come about. It's mutated. Um, oh, that's what it is. Uh, um, and you know, uh, so we've everything's really like digital, right? Like we rely so much on the internet and on Tuesday. My school, actually, my whole system of schools had no internet Ooh. for the entire day. How do we even Which function? I can't remember. Uh, we didn't. And I found out that my do brain you... also runs on the internet. So if it's not connected, uh, it only goes if about half speed. Um, um, I have a question. Yeah. Do you guys even have, like, hard copy books anymore? It depends on the subject. Mostly no. Okay. Um. Like for English, like uh, novels, they tend to have hard copy books. Um, but like uh, most, most like math department, they have actually haven't had, they have not purchased textbooks in years. Like they had made their own kind of textbooks um, mm-hmm. using the equations and stuff. But a lot of it is digital. My plan for that day completely required the internet. Like every ounce of it was internet based, um, including uh, a funny thing. Um, I was planning on starting It's a Wonderful Life with my film one class. And I I own it, but I only own it digital. And then we we pay for a streaming company that allow like for uh for it's designed for schools to like have movie access for schools. We started that payment thing last year, but I have access to that. But guess what? If we yeah. don't have internet, it doesn't matter. So I didn't have a physical copy of the movie. So I, I ended up um I I ended up showing them searching. Um, which is completely unrelated, but I had a, I have a classroom library of movies and searching is one of them. And I was like, you know what, let's go with this. I'll, we'll do this this week. And then uh, I'll just have to push everything back a, a little bit, which was great because they love searching. Um, and I love exposing people to that movie because so many people have never heard of it. And like, I have yet to find someone who can't enjoy searching because it's so good. Um, but it did prompt me to make a purchase. I was like, well, I'm never going to not have a physical copy of it's a wonderful life. So I ordered the 4k Blu-ray steelbook and it's awesome. Um, I was very, it, I was very happy to get the steelbook. It's also 4k. So it made me feel like it was worth the purchase. Cause it's a 4k Blu-ray. I don't have that. Um, 
and it, it did come with like the uh, mini version of the original poster. So that's going to be hanging up in my classroom. But oh, the cool. steelbook is really cool art. I love the, the look of it. Um, the back has the quote that every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings and uh, sign Lulu. Um, so I, I'm very happy with the purchase, but it was a good excuse to have to buy it. Cause like now I have the disc with me. I'm like, no, no, see if it, if the internet goes out, it's okay. We have, it's a wonderful life, hard copy, ready to go. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it did alter my plans severely this week and it was, it was crazy. And everyone, like everyone was agitated. Like students were agitated. Teachers were agitated. Cause we're all like, well, we rely so much on the internet. And then there was a, we we went to bed that night with an email basically saying there's a good chance we're not going to have internet tomorrow. And so most of us were like, we went in with an attitude on Wednesday, just like, this is going to be a second day of nightmare. Like why this should be a snow day for Florida, like no internet. Like, um, but it was by luck. It got fixed at like 4 AM. So right. Like in a couple hours before we started, uh, the internet was re- resolved, but man, um, my favorite thing, though, uh, have you ever seen the IT crowd, Corey? I think I've watched like one or two episodes. You should watch it. It's an amazing show. But there's an episode. Uh, their boss in the IT I'm department. I'm married to one. True, true. But um, <laughs> their their boss in the IT department doesn't know anything about IT. Like, oh, my she, God. It sounds she, like me. She got kind of lucky with the job. And uh, she, she wins Employee of the Month and she gets to give a speech. But the speech has to be about the department. Oh god! So she begs the two guys to write her speech for her, and they're like, "Oh, we can have fun with this." So they they give her a black box with like some red light bulbs on it, and tell her it's the internet. And I tell tell the story because I basically made up that like someone was like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Well, so the internet's this box," and I started kind of basically just <laughs> me- like telling my students this story from the show. And like they are eating it up, and I am dying inside. I'm like, oh, why no. are you believing this? Like, why <laughs> are you believing this? <laughs> and so if I, you're listening right now, it, no harm intended. Yeah, no, I did tell them. I'm like, no, no, it's a, it's a joke from a show. Um, but I was like stunned. I'm like, how? Don't believe this. Like, this is clearly me being silly. Like, the internet's not a box, but it is. It's a really hard concept to to wrap your head around because the internet is not a single. It's thing. a series of tubes it's a series of so many things to be real, but like it, it is such a concept. Uh, it's very abstract from the way we've interacted with it on a, mm-hmm. on a normal person basis. So it is easy to see why people don't know what it is and thus are willing to kind of accept anything. I told a different class that um, we had used up all of the bandwidth. And so <laughs> we were being uh, punished, which that's very believable because if you've ever had like a limited data plan on your cell phone, they you understand those. that like that they need, know. Um, so like they were like, I, I, I got why they bought that one. But again, I did tell them that I was Sorry. joking. But... I thought you meant like for your like interwebs plan altogether. They mm. still have those. No, no, no. They do. Uh, until recently, I think I still pay a little more a month for Comcast not to, to cap me at my data, um, mm. for my house, like cell phones. Oh, wow. I've, I've paid extra, but yeah, like I eventually was just like, yeah, I have to have unlimited, uh, well, when I think it was because of COVID, I was like, I am going to be teaching from home and Taylor will be going doing school from home. I have to have unlimited internet. Like there's no way I can have any kind of pay caps. Um, so yeah, but nevertheless, um, that was my, my week. Basically it just, that was kind of the chaos of the week, but everything kind of feels with that. Um, just like a wraparound of all of that. So, uh, anything cool happened on your end? Um, um, I had a four day weekend, which was nice. Yeah, I uh, guess I, I'm thinking we haven't talked since Friday, but we haven't talked since before Thanksgiving. Thursday, so I hope you had a yeah. good Thanksgiving. Thanks. I hope you did too. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I just chilled at home a lot. I, yeah. Yeah. Bought things that I didn't probably need. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, definitely. As we are, you know, taught to do. I didn't go too crazy Black Fridays, but I did. I did buy some movies um, and a couple of presents, but some movies. I bought things that I I bought something that I wanted for a really long time, and I always I'm very indecisive. I mean, you probably know that. My poor husband knows that. You know, like I have a hard time committing to things. 
I guess. Except and also, for your husband. <laughs> I know. I. It's like I talk about it and it sounds really weird and it doesn't make any sense. Like I used to like absolutely refuse to be in a cell phone like plan because I didn't want to be tied into one. I refused to like resign my apartment lease when we lived in, a, in an apartment because I didn't want to be tied down. And I've been with the same guy for 20 years. But and I'm like such a creature of habit. I don't know why I hate it. But um, yeah, I I bought a TV and you know, a new TV, which, um, yeah, but I hate spending money, even though I spend money all the time, but when it's in a bit, you know, when it's like a, you know, like more than like $5, I'm like, eh. you know? Yeah. It's like the other stuff it can just siphon out of my bank account and I don't really notice. <laughs> I get that. I don't know. It's stupid, but yeah, I did pick up some Criterion releases though. Oh. Finally. Um, I benefited from one of those. I got that same movie. Um, I was like, I really wanted it. Was it the Onibaba? Yes. Okay, so I bought that one. I might be pronouncing that wrong. And then I got um, Free, is it Freak Alley? Nightmare Alley, Nightmare Alley. Ooh. Freak Alley is a place in Boise. Oh, uh, that, whoa. It's an alley downtown where a lot of local artists they change it up so often, but they let them paint murals, and it's actually really cool. But um, so that's where the freak alley came from. And what were you gonna say about Nightmare Alley? I'm sorry. Oh, just uh, that I really liked it because um, I also bought the uh, blue. Have you opened it yet? No, I heard something moving around in there though. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's one of the cooler uh, Criterion boxes that I've got because there's some cool stuff in there, some like movie related things. Oh my gosh! And then I can't pronounce the other one. It's um. Kim. It's another Japanese movie. Can I also can't find it on the Google on the Amazon. So yeah, I picked up three releases. I haven't bought any Criterion's in a long time, and the sale was ending. So I grabbed those, and then I grabbed yours because that's what we do for your birthday and Christmas. Yes, I did not do Criterion for you this year because I I got you a cool gift um, that won't be at your house until february now i learned today my birthday um which is still like oh well maybe i'll have to just do something else for christmas since that worked out on accident because <laughs> um, <laughs> that's when i ordered it it was like it'll ship early december i'm like perfect she'll get it right around christmas and then i've been checking for weeks i'm like i really hope it's gonna ship and then it's today's like it's early december i'm like maybe they'll finally have an update and it, it did just not a good one um i part of me wants to just tell you what it is and then i'm like but it'll be cool when she gets it. But I don't know. Like, it's a cool present um, that I think you will like a lot. But we'll see what happens. I probably will. And I found the movie. Sorry. It's Kuru Niko. Kuru Neko. Yes. Just in case anybody else is wondering and so no one comes for me. We know we can't pronounce things correctly and I never prepare. It's bad stuff. Um, But yes. Uh, uh, it's good shopping for Black Friday. And, um, you know. I hope, uh, yeah, that's, I guess we should probably get into what we've been watching. Um, you want to go first or second this week? I'm going to go first because I actually have some stuff to talk about. All right, let's do it. So, I mean, obviously I had to watch a Thanksgiving movie. I watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm. I love Steve Martin. Hi, if you're new here. But John Candy, like, kills me in that movie. And I'm a sap. Um, and then I watched Tommy Boy. Oh, I miss Chris Farley still, guys. Yep. Um, and then we've been making our way through making my way. No, I won't do that. That's you. literally um, what my brain was doing when I said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have we started watching the Harry Potter movies again, so we have watched two, three, four, and five. Look at me. Look what I did with my four day weekend, y'all. You, you <laughs> skipped the first one. No, we had already watched it. Oh, okay. We had watched it the week before. I don't like two. I haven't not liked any of them. I mean, I guess I not like is maybe strong. I find that one the hardest to get through, though. Like, uh, which again, I, I can get like through it, but it just has stuff that I'm like bored by for some reason. Isn't three like the really emo one? Like everyone's. It's the best one. It's directed by Alfonso Cuarón. It's my favorite. Not One of favorite, them, they're though. like all very, they're all very. I really love Luna. Yes, I love Luna, and 
right now because we're talking about it. Oh, Neville. I love Neville. I oh, feel yeah. like everyone needs to know that. So I feel like Neville gets to shine more in these later movies. Yes. You know? Yeah. What have you been watching? Well, um, I'll start with TV. Um, I watched all of Only Murders in the Building, <clears throat> um, which is a really right. great show that has Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Um, it's on Hulu. I uh, really highly recommend one of my, my friends uh, suggested kind of made me like, I felt like I was forced to watch it, but it, it panned out cause I really liked it. Um, but it did feel like you have to watch this. It's so good. And so uh, I watched that and I've watched three episodes. The only three episodes available of Hawkeye, the new Disney plus Marvel series. Um, I am a fan of Hawkeye as a, I haven't read a lot of the comics or anything. So I'm not like, I can't really say a fan, but I like characters that don't have superpowers. Like it's a trend with me. I love Batman. I, you know, I, I like Iron Man, even though technically I think you argue Iron Man has powers because that suit is powers. But um, I've always liked Hawkeye. I'm not one of the people who like make jokes about him not being an Avenger. I think seeing him do the things he does is always really cool. And I'm loving the show. Haley Steinfeld and um, uh, Jeremy Renner have such good like interactions and chemistry together. The comedic elements, the action sequences are really cool. Uh, episode three has this awesome action sequence that I was just like, really like I was grading. I guess I've been watching a lot of stuff while I'm trying to get stuff caught up and I was grading stuff and watching it and I got completely pulled out of grading for a minute because I was into this action scene. So if you haven't caught Hawkeye and you have a Disney plus, I recommend that uh, going movies. I haven't watched a lot of new stuff this week. I've rewatched some things on Thanksgiving day. Uh, Kathy and I watched um, first Macy's day parade, but then we watched uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas with Jim Carrey, because Kathy and I love Christmas movies. Um, then The Best Christmas Carol, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Have you ever seen The Muppet Christmas Carol, Corey? I feel like I have, but... Ma- Michael Caine is Scrooge. Kermit is Bob Cratchit. Um, you got cool ghost puppets that are the uh, the ghosts of Christmas, present, future, and past. And Gonzo is playing essentially Charles Dickens. He's, like, narrating, um, but it's great. Uh, I love everything in this movie um if you haven't seen it you should watch it it is on disney plus but even afterwards you should watch some of the behind the scenes stuff the making of it because what they did to make that movie is insane like i i don't think we understand like the complexities of the muppet productions like because the the muppets are enjoyable i've always liked the muppets but like watching the behind the scenes stuff of what they had to do to make some of the things happen is crazy it's innovative it's it's awesome um now, I mentioned that my wife and I love Christmas movies, but she specifically loves the Hallmark Christmas movies. I don't like them. However, sometimes actors click for me and I'm drawn in. So I like Brandon Routh, who is he was Superman in Superman Returns. Um, but where I really became a fan was in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. He plays uh, ex-boyfriend, evil ex number three, Todd Ingram. And he has a Hallmark movie called the nine lives of Christmas, which is, uh, he's a firefighter who saves a cat, keeps the cat meets a girl because of the cat. They, you know, there's a on again, off again kind of thing. Um, it's, it's a rom-com with cats and Christmas. I like all of those things. You know what I'm saying? There's just things that I like. And I like Brandon Routh. So that, that came out in like 2014. On his Instagram, I think the day before uh, Thanksgiving, I saw that he was in a new Hallmark movie that was a sequel to that one called The Nine Kittens of Christmas. And it was debuting on Thanksgiving night. So I watched it with, with my wife. And you know what? I liked it too. I like both of the his, and they're like the two exceptions. They're just as bad as the other ones. Are there nine kittens? But there's there are nine kittens. They, they find a box of nine kittens. Um, the kittens are adorable. Uh, I don't I always forget the actress's name in this I also think she is one of the better Hallmark actresses um her name is Kimberly Sustad um and I like her I think she's actually good she she doesn't feel melodramatic she just feels genuine which I find is not usually the case with a lot of the uh the actresses on the Hallmark movies um a lot of them feel very very soap opera ish with their performance and uh, I don't yeah. think she does. So I, I, I think that's why I like these. Um, but then uh, 
on Friday, I watched Home Alone because I was literally home alone because uh, Kathy and Taylor both had to work for Black Friday. So I was home alone. Um, and uh, it, it did wear on me a little bit, Corey. I'm not going to lie. I was a little a little down uh, being home alone all day after a holiday. Um, I'm sorry. But uh, then I went and saw House of Gucci. Um, I was the only person in a giant auditorium at my local theater for House of Gucci on Sunday morning at 11.50. Apparently not a popular time for that movie. Um, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. I, I thought Lady Gaga and uh, Adam Driver are very good. Um, Al Pacino is fine in certain scenes. Jared Leto is is horrible. Um, I, go ahead. I just cannot take him seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. I just have such a hard time with that man. So I I'm just going to. Made this joke a few times now, but I feel like his best performance is the fact that he keeps getting work. Somehow he is tricking us. <laughs> and yeah. He, um, yeah, it's just this whole he, thing. I think that it he must be in contact with a lot of women who are like our ages, you know, around our age that just remember him being Jordan Catalano. Uh, maybe. I always forget that's where he started. I always think of oh, him. That Fight is Club was my first real acknowledgement of bleached eyebrows, man. I always forget that he played that part until Bill yeah. brings it up. But yeah, I just there's just something about him. He just seems so disconnected. He was very good in Blade. He was, I mean, he was yeah. fine in Blade Runner 20, 2049. I'm not saying he's like a terrible actor. I just don't understand. Well, um, anyways, House of Gucci, our uh, the bloody awesome movie podcast episode on that dropped this past week. So if you want to hear my thoughts. Uh, me and Matt both kind of ranting about it. It's funny. Matt didn't dislike it, but we had a lot of the same complaints. Um, I found it kind of boring and draggish. Um, he was more into it, but also still had, we had the same complaints about the stuff that didn't work for us. Um, I have completed John Carpenter's movie, uh, like not TV movies, but like theatrical release uh, slate. Um, I watched The Ward, which is his 2010 movie that stars Amber Heard. Um, it's not great. Oh. It wasn't. I, I was. I went in expecting it to just be like real bad, and it's not. It's. It's kind of very watchable. Um, I wouldn't like. I didn't buy it, so I'm kind of grateful for that because I don't. I can't imagine rewatching it. Oh, that has a very. I was like, that sounds kind of familiar, and the cover is very. Yeah, the it's. You know what? It's not. It's kind of like the uninvited. It that that's nothing. Like that has nothing. No. Great. Yeah, it's but it's it's fine. Like it's again, there's nothing really great or bad about it. It's kind of interesting. Um, I, I was engaged enough. The performances weren't bad. Uh, the things that I got kind of like uh oh about that they don't happen. Um, like I was like, because anytime it's like a, a woman in a mental situation, I'm always worried of like how they're going to be like. I don't know. Uh, um, it doesn't go for like the rapey stuff. Like that's it's there's a couple of characters that they definitely want you to think that they're going to be like, Oh, uh Oh, but they, they can end up straying away from it. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's not what our, that's not the fear we should be having. Um, so that made me happy. Cause I was like, like, Oh no, are they going to go for oh, Okay. No, they don't. Cool. Um, I watched werewolves within, but we'll talk about that in a few moments. The last movie I saw, no one else has probably seen except for other critics. Cause I got to see Guillermo del Toro's nightmare alley. <gasps> Um, at a critic screening this week, and uh, we our embargo's up. Uh, it was I was up the same night. I was actually very surprised because the movie doesn't come out oh. until the seventeenth, but they let us start talking about it. Um, and yeah, I uh, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Um, uh, it was fun because it was a bunch of it was a lot of our the critics association was there. Um, I saw I brought my friend David, who's the editor at Burke Reviews, and. Uh, Big Tuna was there, and with Big Tuna as his guest was our mutual friend, Brendan. Um, so we got to sit together, and movie ended. Um, Big Tuna didn't like it. I think Brendan was kind of lukewarm on it. Dave and I both really liked it. It's not perfect, but I'm the only one I know for sure who has seen the original, or the 1947. It is not supposed to be a remake of the movie as much as Del Toro's interpretation of the book, but the same source material. So they are very similar still. And um, I, I kind of think I, I like the 47 one more, um, but it's one, I, it's one of the things I saw at first. So I'm not sure if that tainted my interpretation. 
but I do think it helped me appreciate this one because I kind of was able to suss things out because I was pretty sure I knew where it was going to go. Um, and um, it's one of the first reviews that I've written where I really kind of compare and contrast the two. I, I don't usually go for that, but I, I had a lot of thoughts like um, the one that came out in 47 is made during World War II, like World War II is happening. But in this movie, you know, Del Toro is wanting us, it's set during World War II. It's like at the beginning stages of World War II. So like throughout the film, he kind of trickles in little references to the war, which are not in the first movie because they would have been too real probably. And also some of it hadn't maybe happened yet. Um, but I don't, Del Toro has dabbled with war allegory a lot in his movies. It's something oh, yeah. he's clearly drawn to. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth and Devil's Backbone both are uh, set during the Spanish Civil War. Um, I think there's some, there's definitely some war, like Cold War stuff in, in uh, Shape of Water. Um, and here he has, uh, he sprinkles World War II in. Um, I'd like to kind of dive into that more. I, I don't know exactly what his motivation is um, or how it maybe ties into the themes of the film, but but uh, Bradley Cooper's phenomenal for sure. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, I, I'm very positive on it. I, I recommend people check it out when they can. What is it supposed to come out? Is that January? Uh, December seventeenth is my what the date I remember seeing somewhere, but I don't know okay. now where I saw it. But oh, I think it's oh, my list says February. Oh no, it is December. I have like a list of three movies I want to see and when they're coming out. It also includes Scream and The Devil's Light, in case anybody is interested. I need to, uh, I was interested. I need to, uh, there's a couple of reviews on Letterboxd I want to read about the movie because I like, like David Ehrlich is a critic I tend to, I don't always agree with, but I always love his writing. I think he's got a really great way of articulating his thoughts. Um, anywho, I think that leads us to the movie of the week, folks. We're going to talk about Werewolves Within. This is a 2021 movie, again, part of the Through the Cracks uh, theme for December 2021. Um, it is this I don't know if you know this, Corey, but this movie is a adaptation of a video game. That's a VR video game called Werewolves Within. Um, that was like a mystery party, like murder party type of game, if I understand correctly. Uh, so there's no other synopsis on IMDb. It just says it's an adaptation of the video game, but it's a video game most people have never played. Um, IMDb, sorry, this is my review. Letterbox says. A whodunit with teeth is the tagline. When a proposed pipeline creates hostilities between residents of a small town, a newly arrived forest ranger must keep the peace after a snowstorm confines the townspeople to an old lodge. <sighs> Sorry, folks. But when a mysterious creature begins terrorizing the group, their work uh, tendencies and prejudices rise to the surface and it is up to the ranger to keep the residents alive, both for each other and the monster which plagued them. It's a small cast, but the movie is directed by Josh Rubin, uh, oddly written by Mishnah Wolf. <laughs> I saw that in the credits. Um, and then <laughs> uh, here's our cast. Uh, Sam Richardson, Milana Van Troob. I'm sure I butchered that, but you might recognize Milana v Van Troob as the AT&T girl. Um, oh. George Basil, uh, Sarah Burns, Michael Chernis, Catherine Curtin, Wayne Duvall, Harvey Gillian. And if you are a fan of the What We Do in the Shadows TV series, Harvey is Guillermo, uh, one of the best parts of the What We Do in the Shadows series. Rebecca Henderson, uh, Cheyenne Jackson, Michaela Watkins, Glenn Flesher, Patrick M. Walsh, Annie Kruger, and Ritz. That is the entire cast. Um, and there's a couple of these people that are barely in this. Uh, Annie Kruger, I don't think we see. I think she's just on the phone and maybe in a picture. Um, but I, I'm, I really like this cast. I feel like it's a lot of good comedic talent that uh, maybe you don't get to see enough of um sam richardson uh is in um a few movies but he's in uh he was on veep and detroiters which i never saw either of those series but um uh, i find him very very funny and i'm looking forward to him getting more work um now i'd seen this before but Corey, you picked it so let's start with you what did you think of werewolves within so there were quite a few things i really liked about it but i Felt like it had a hard time finding, I don't know, like I had my words and then they just, do, 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 do. Um, I feel like it had a hard time finding 
it's comedic voice, I guess. Um, there were some parts that I don't know. It didn't seem to. Oh, some of the humor just really felt fell flat. Some of it just really wasn't very humorous at all. And I could, I felt like it was trying too hard with some of the comedy. I don't know. I really like horror comedy, but some of this just didn't work for me in that. But I liked the storyline, and yeah. So I, I actually liked it more the second time. Um, I do. I think the humor is maybe more my my type of humor. Um, I I do think uh, the love or dislike of this film stems heavily on your attachment to Finn and Cicely, the characters, um, especially the romantic elements of their, their relationship. Um, if you buy into it, if you're like on board with them, I think you uh, are more inclined to be um, invested okay. in what's going on. Uh, I definitely, I love, I am actually a fan of M- M- Miliana. I'm, I'm saying her name wrong, which makes me sound like I'm not a fan, but she's done a few episodes of Doug loves movies uh, it's been a while, but she did like early in her career. Um, and she's had a very troubled social media because men are awful and they only seem to focus on a few elements of her um, and have, you know, vocalized it a bit too much on social media. Um, so she's, uh, she's kind of struggled with fame is my understanding because of the, like, again, the attention she was getting was not the type of attention she was going for. Um, so I found uh, getting to see her like actually perform was pretty great. Um, so sorry, my brain. She's very natural in it. I like her a lot. It's probably Finn that I struggle with the most because he's just so awkward and not in like an endearing way. My husband's awkward, you know, but I'll see. I, I did find him endearing um, because of the awkwardness. I, I, I like his optimism. Um, and you know, they set up early that he's having a hard time with, uh, stating what he wants and his like being confident. And I totally get that. Um, so maybe that's just a, you know, personal connection for me. Um, I didn't say, uh, this movie has a 66 meta score and on Letterboxd, um, it has a 3.2. So like, it's, it's generally like a middling movie. It's not like a must see by any means, but if it clicks for you, like it did for me, I think it is one that you can really enjoy. Like this is not by no means in my top 10 for the year. Um, but it is one of my favorite comedies of the year, which there's not a lot of comedies being made for the big screen. And, um, I, I, we, we're going to hold off on some details until we get to spoilers, but are we? I'm just I mean, kidding. Okay. Uh, I was like, what? Um, but cause there is, there is a mystery side to this, which I also really liked. Um, I think once it gets going, it goes real fast. And I also enjoy that. It's, this is a 93 minute movie. I, I love it. It doesn't really waste any time. I feel like it moves pretty steadily. And again, if you're enjoying it, um, it really moves like it, it, there's no downtime, but if obviously if you're not, if you're not laughing at it, I could see it maybe feeling a little draggish um, at times where it's just like it, it grinds in cause you're, if you're not laughing at the jokes and you're really, they got nothing going on for a few scenes. Cause the jokes are like pretty much like boom, 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 boom. Um, and if you, again, if you're not vibing with Finn, it's hard to be on board. I mean, this movie, it should be stated gets me in the opening title card because they quote Mr. Rogers in a kind of ironic quote. Um, and he's brought up again in the movie. So, I mean that if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, Mr. Rogers is my hero. So the movie was like directly looking at me and going, Hey, we know you like Mr. Rogers. You see this? <laughs> yeah, here you go. And I'm like, yes, movie, I see it and I appreciate it and thank you. Um, so I think that definitely plays a factor. Um, the movie's called Werewolves Within. And it based on that synopsis, uh, it is a, a debate. Is there a werewolf or is it people? Um, and we'll save that for spoiler because that would get into it. But uh, the movie does kind of play with that concept as part of the mystery. It's like, is it men pretending to be a werewolf? And this, there's another movie that we watched uh, directed by Jim Cummings, um, Wolf of, I keep, something, Hollow, Hollow Creek, Wolf. Why can't I remember the name of that movie? Dude, the humor in that one really got me. 
I see. I also really like that one, but I think it has has a similar mystery about it, right? Like, is there yeah. a werewolf or is it humans just being awful? And um, I, I like both of these movies. To, to be fair, I do think they're different, and I kind I I think the other one is a better overall movie. Um, but I do really like both uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. I don't know why I can't remember that title. It's not that hard. Um, but I like both. Uh, but I do think um, The Wolf of Snow Hollow is a little overall better movie. But Werewolves Within is pretty funny. Um, and yeah, do you have anything else before spoilers? No. Then let's do it. Guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about this movie in great detail. You have been warned. So did you see the werewolf, like who the werewolf was going to be? Did you no. like see it coming? I, sh- I should have, but I didn't. Yeah, I think they do a good job of like it. There's there's enough there that we can figure it out. But. Right? You just can I talk about it? Yeah. Okay. I should have because she's so perfect. She's nice, although she knows a lot of dirt on people. And I mean, there's a reason for that, but we end up finding out. But yeah, I should have seen it coming because. I did feel like she came on to Finn a little strong, like, real soon. Like, the first day, man. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, it, he's kind of the only guy there who is Fair. single. But he's also, like, he's not trying. Like, because all the other guys there are, like, hard going after her. Even, like, oh, and they're yeah, married, they're but they still, like, make moves at her. Um, And so Finn's very passive about it. He's very polite to her. You know, he's very respectful. Um, so I, I, I kind of bought into her, like, but like being into him. Um, it is, it's, it's disappointing in a way that she's a werewolf because it's not like, it's not like she's like, but I do love you. It's like, no, no, I was just fooling you, you idiot, kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, because I was yeah, like, was I was in a relationship. Yeah, like, I was like totally down. Did you really think that I would be that perfect? <laughs> yes. Which I kind of like that, but also on the other hand too, like I like that there's a werewolf who's like cool with being a werewolf, right? Because a lot of times the werewolf is more treated like a curse. Oh, word. She seems pretty content with being a werewolf. Like she's like, no, no, werewolves are awesome. I'm, I'm very happy with this. So I kind of like that twist on it too, right? Like she's like, no, this is who I am. This is what I do. I did like, um, I guess how we meet the whole town her taking him is it errol or what's that guy's name i liked i liked him um the the guy in the woods yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, i think it's errol i just lost my place on imdb but um emerson emerson um yeah i don't know i i liked how we meet everybody she's taking him up to his house yeah. you know and delivering mail and stuff i like that she was the male person that i felt like the story was well written you know a lot of it made sense a lot of it seemed very natural i, mean, I guess considering how video game movies are often like so bad Terrible. that this is based off of a, a game that most people haven't really heard of because uh, it's a vr only game so there's not a lot of vr mm. options you know you know everybody has vr um, I don't have VR, and uh, it wasn't a, a like a property that I was familiar with. That's not to say other people weren't, but um, I do feel like th- this might be one of the better video game adaptations because I actually, like you said, I think it's competently written. There is a lot of laughs. Again, comedy subjective, and what makes someone laugh isn't going to work for everybody. This movie made me laugh a lot the first time. I really enjoyed it the second time. I actually was like, I was worried I might not like it as much the second time that it maybe wouldn't hold up, but I actually had more fun with it the second time. And knowing the twist, I was kind of like, you know, I was looking for stuff that I was like, you know, is this happening? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, And yeah, I really, really enjoyed uh, the movie both times. So I um, it's really hard when we watch horror comedies, because I think the most perfect one that's ever been written, I just said that it's housebound. Oh, I love Housebound so much. It's so good. Everything is just so perfectly timed. It's so hilarious. Everything is just 
a million percent. And it's just hard watching other movies because it's not a big, I don't think it's a huge movie genre. I know that there are some people that really hate it. You know, and maybe they should be writing more comedies right now. I mean, they should be. We're two years into the COVID, man. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah. I do like um when it, like, uh, when the mystery starts unraveling and they're all stuck in the inn in town. I think they did a really good job with, like, showing, like, small town life too and everybody knowing everybody um and so they're all stuck in the end and that some people live in the end it's like kind of a boarding boarding house um and people are missing and something's ruined all their generators mm-hmm. and it just starts unraveling when they find the inn innkeeper's husband under the house uh, house yeah on accident like she didn't even like cover her tracks very well uh, the werewolf well she yeah i don't think she was trying to cover her tracks that well like i I think at the end of the day she was like i'm gonna kill everybody anyway so it's really get away anyway um was she and the oil guy working in working together at all no no he was hunting he was going about his business but was also like hunting the werewolf and And he he didn't know what he was hunting yeah, but he was just trying to track somebody, um, and then yeah, he comes. It comes out that it's her. But I was, I like yeah. they, they pay off the the axe throwing uh, is fun. Like at the end, and um, dude, you know the Emerson and him. Sorry, I would love to have one of those here. Like we have axe throwing places, but that little cabin bar slash arcade slash everything that she says she takes care of, but she probably just killed the owners and took over. Yeah. Well, did you, um, I, I wonder if maybe part of the, the humor not landing for you is that it's, it's a lot of the humor is allegorical to the world we're currently living in. And maybe it's like, you're not amused by it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, um, like, I'm not, I'm not amused by it, know. but I do, I, I can't help but like find the humor in it because I'm constantly bombarded by a lot of the things the movie is seeming to say about the, uh, it's not even, I don't feel like it, it places a judgment on the, the obvious like archetypes that it's playing on as much as it's just like, yeah, everybody's kind of awful right now and nobody's willing to compromise or work together or try to find a happy medium. We all are just in it for ourselves. Um, you know, whether it's the, uh, the collection of the guns or the, you know, everyone lying about their guns or, you know, um, like once the killing starts in this movie it it goes rapid fire right like it's like no one's dead no one's dead no one's dead holy crap everybody's dead like it's just so insane um so dumb that it took me so long to figure out who the guy at the beginning that gets mauled is that is the husband yeah yeah not until he was found pretty much and she's all like well when she's saying you know like i will it's pretty great that she uh that Catherine curtain shows up at the end to save emerson and um yeah i was like okay yeah and i love like sometimes i feel like they made it a little more obvious in this movie but i love when things are happening in the background and maybe most people wouldn't be looking in the background you know what i mean when she's all like Getting up off the floor. Oh, the werewolf? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like, coming up on them, and then Jane Curtin does that. And she's like, huh, you know. I really like uh, Janine and Catherine Curtin, the actress. I really like her in this movie. Um, Because, like, even, like, when things are going crazy, she's still trying to be, like, the good hostess. And uh, there's, like, people keep taking little digs at her, like, her hotel system. And, like, she's always, like, self-conscious about it. And it's... I don't know. They I found her very charming and cute. Yeah. And uh, Marcus and Gwen, who are like the kind of, you know, less educated mechanic kind of characters, Rocky. maybe drug dealers. He rocks the wolf, the freaking Freddy Krueger claw, basically. Where he tapes knives to his hand. 
Yeah, I could not even. Oh my gosh. Cracks me up. It's so funny. Um, yeah, it's just it's a really good cast, and I I don't know. I found it super funny both times. I I do. I think I laughed more the second time. Um, I think one of the issues you mentioned, like horror comedies not being as prominent, is I think a lot of people take trouble with the tone. Like they have mm-hmm. a hard time laughing in a movie where there's like violence and murder. Um, and that's fair, I guess. It, it, it's I I obviously have I don't have that issue. Um, I've I don't know if it's like I wouldn't say I'm desensitized because I in real life stuff I take things like this very like I don't like people getting hurt i don't like violence but in movies i have almost no issue with it like i can watch the tarantino film and and not be phased by the level of violence that can be displayed not that i but again if you, if somebody even like hits somebody in real life i'm like what are you doing why would you do that you don't hit people like but in a movie i have no issue with it so like horror comedy is just another thing with that for me where i don't think death is funny and i don't think uh we should laugh at someone's misfortune but i know it's not real and i'm okay with laughing at it in a, in a fictional s- setting like this yeah and sometimes i think that it seeming inappropriate might make it even more funny yeah i'm sure that everyone <laughs> probably thinks i'm a terrible person right now but it just like it just adds an i don't know an absurdity to it yes. maybe no i like, agree completely it takes it like zero to a hundred real quick. Um, yeah, I I see I what mean, you're saying. There's definitely a market for. I mean, like, is it, Evil Dead Two is a really big horror comedy, right? Like, oh yeah. Um, obviously, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies could qualify as a as a horror comedy. Not all of them, but several of them definitely lean into the humor far more than they don't. And then, like you like you said, Housebound, which is just like a masterpiece Perfect. of the of the. I still think it's the best of both, which is what's so impressive because I, yes. I think it's scary, but I also think it's very, very genuinely funny. Atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is really good. Uh, not quite as strong to me as Housebound, but it is, I would say it's one that a lot of people like cite as a really good horror comedy. Um, it's a genre that I am always on board for, and I, I hope they do more. And this particular film, it works for me. And it doesn't sound like you didn't like it, but... Uh, maybe you wanted a little bit more from it. Yeah. I was definitely expecting more comedy, something that, uh, I guess, you know, worked better with my sense of humor, I guess. Well, I'm pretty happy because David Ehrlich gave it three out of five stars on uh letterbox, but his, I think he, his ratings a little, um, more like, I don't know. I feel like he's harsher with his star ratings consistently. So like a three star movie to him is probably more of like a four and a half for me kind of thing okay. um, or four in this case. Uh, but he's because he's pretty positive on it. Like he's it's he's acknowledging flaws, but he's like saying, like, yeah, this is a really Fun. enjoyable little movie. Yeah. And I don't think every movie has to be life changing, guys. Right. Yeah. And that's that, that's like uh, the three star movie is a decent watch, which is what it's like. I'm not saying this movie is going to be revolutionary. But I liked it a little more than that. But again, I'm a big fan of the. I really like Sis uh, or M- Milana, and I really like Sam Richardson a lot. So like those two really work for me, and I really want them to get more work. So I'm like, yes, people need to watch this movie. So like I kind of am, you know, screaming for them as much as I am for this film in particular, because I again I really enjoyed them in this. Yeah. So for me, it, it's not quite golden, and it sounds maybe decent watch for you. Yeah, leaning definitely leaning more towards not quite golden than not a total waste of time. Hey, and that's the way to go. Also, the the when she's dancing to him though in, in the uh, the first like like when she's trying to like I guess she's trying to seduce him. I found that part so the... funny. Like, just... <laughs> I love that that's the song that came on. <laughs> yes, and that she's so into it. Like yes. that she's just a hundred percent committed to it. Um, wow this jukebox is all 90s and i'm like i'm here for it and, Dude, it and then been... even like the whole like her her getting mad when he takes the phone call from his ex though is great because like she's not like well and she's not like being shy about it she's like oh really you're gonna just take that phone oh, okay yeah like i love that she's vocalizing her her frustration you know yeah i think that she's great in this 
yeah. I, I, I really hope she gets to do more stuff because I, I think she is very funny. I actually think she's very funny as the AT&T spokesperson, um, which is saying something because like spokespeople have a lot of a lot of, you know, we see them a lot. We associate them with this brand. But like I, I always have thought her commercials were very funny and that she's always very charming and natural in those performances as well. And so um, I'd like to see her get more work like this because I think she's really, really funny and has a, a great sense of comedic timing. Um, she might need to get a sitcom, like, but it might be one of those problems where she's too recognized as the AT&T girl, and that can that can really stall a career out. Then again, Justin Long was the Mac guy for a long time. Oh, that's great. So, you know, it's possible to break away from it and have a career. So um, that's our review of Werewolves Within. That's Corey's pick, the first pick of the not, or, I'm sorry, Through the Cracks. I keep saying the wrong thing. Um, through the Cracks. We will be back next week with our review of Nobody, um, a movie that I've picked and was very uh, disappointed I missed in theaters because a lot of people were really raving about it. Um, when I heard Bob Odenkirk was doing an action movie, I was just like, yeah, right. But it's supposed to be really good. I'm excited. Um, I, yeah, we can't wait to watch it. Um, apparently, Christopher Lloyd's in that movie. Uh, I did not know that. The Rizza's in it. That's cool. Um, it's directed by... Isla Nashuler, maybe it's Illa. It's a dude. I don't know how to say his name. Um, Is it I S L A? I I L Y A. Oh. So Isla Ila. Um. Apparently, I've seen one of his other movies, which is Hardcore Henry, which made me motion sick for three days. Um. <gasps> oh yeah, I remember that. I didn't watch it. You told me about it. Yeah. Um. Some people really like that movie. I I don't think I could like it because I felt sick for three days. Like, not an exaggeration. Legitimately was so nauseous from that first-person perspective movie. Um, But nobody's not a first-person perspective, so hopefully that won't happen. But we'll be back with our review of Nobody next week. Until then, you can follow us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews. At Career Star 2 hours on the end. And if you like what we're doing here at Movie Club Podcast, we ask that you take just a moment and give us that five-star rating. It helps other people find the show. And with that, we say, keep watching movies. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com